It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here we go, kids. This is one of those blockbuster days that I could not wait to get to the air. Well, it's always like that, actually. <laughs> I always love coming to the airwaves, but there are days that it's just, there is so much. But I, I just want to, I want to, I want to do something to start the show off that is, uh, will unite all of us, okay? And if this doesn't unite you with me and everyone, then you have no soul whatsoever. Because you know what today is, ladies and gentlemen? Today would be September 21st, 2021. I had to talk with my daughter on the way to school about how I'm a white boy from Iowa, but I grew up watching Soul Train and listening to Earth, Wind & Fire and the Daz Band and the Gap Band and the Commodores. And uh, this song is just so good. So good. So there you go. There you go. There's your palate cleanser. It's kind of like sorbet between courses. So only 49% of registered voters think Joe Biden has enough mental soundness to serve as president. <laughs> wow. This is a Fox News poll, by the way. Uh, do you think Joe Biden has a mental soundness to serve as president? 49% said yes, 48% no. When respondents were asked uh, weeks before September the 7th through the 10th, 49 said yes, 45 said no. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the other questions was Joe Biden is a strong leader or not? 45% said yes, down four points from October. He's worthless, by the way. And if you think he's a strong leader, you need to kind of uh, adjust your perspective. Adjust your perspective. That's what I think you need to do, kids, because uh, you have no freaking clue about uh, what is sound leadership and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the poll also has, do you think the country has become more or less united since Joe Biden took office? 54% said the country is less united. 37% said the country is more united. No, geez. Are you, are you out of your nut? Are you out of your nut? I think you're out of your nut. That's what I think, and I'm sticking by it. So let's move on here. Uh, Cheryl Atkinson is a, a terrific reporter. She is a terrific website, and uh, she uh, did a report on um, this. This, And I talked about this months ago, about this uh, small Colorado town that uh, there was a murder-suicide. A husband shot his wife and killed himself, and the, both of their deaths were attributed to COVID. Well, guess what? That hasn't changed. That hasn't changed, and it's become much bigger. It's become much bigger. Kristen Riley died of a gunshot wound to her head last year. Colorado officials actually list her cause of her death as COVID-19. Lucas Riley, uh, the father, uh, killed himself. They're still saying it's COVID. Coroner Brenda Bach in Grand County is where those deaths happened. Here is Cheryl Atkinson. I got a bunch of sound bites from this report. Here's number one. Grand County, Colorado. Rural country 100 miles outside of Denver. Thanksgiving 2020, Lucas Riley shoots his wife Kristen in the head, then turns the gun on himself, committing suicide. They have alcohol and drugs in their system and a history of domestic troubles. Hi. Grand County Coroner Brenda Bach explains how the small town tragedy is exposing serious questions about the way COVID deaths are counted. I had a homicide, suicide, the end of November. And the very next day it showed up on the state website as COVID deaths. I wonder why that, why is that? Why is that? Why would somebody do that? Maybe to inflate some numbers? And they were gunshot wounds. And I questioned that immediately um, because I had not even signed off the death certificates yet. Wow. Um, and the state was already 
reporting them as COVID deaths. My wife has a good friend at work and her father died in a nursing home of natural causes. He had Alzheimer's. They attributed on his death certificate to COVID-19. He had never been tested. Here's some more from this report, this brilliant report from Cheryl Atkinson. Fox says somebody somewhere had apparently run the couple's names through a database showing they'd tested positive for COVID within 28 days of their death, then recorded them as COVID deaths even though they died of gunshots. If we look at the death certificates for the murder-suicide case, what will it say about COVID? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I paid a forensic pathologist to do the autopsies on those two cases, and nowhere is COVID mentioned on those death certificates. When COVID first started, a couple months in, I was working at a car dealership, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, something I had to do to pay the bills. And I, I spoke to an administrator at a, at a hospital, nearby hospital, where I had gone by and driven by the emergency room just to, just to take some video to see if there's, a, you know, the lines of people to get in because of COVID and all that stuff. Uh, nobody there. And I said, well, how's the COVID crisis? She goes, what crisis? She goes, what crisis? Uh, here's uh, Atkinson. Um, apparently there was a, there was a, it was a typo, typo uh, with regard to COVID put on death certificates. Because there had been no COVID deaths within the geographic boundaries of Grand County in 2020, yeah, Bach was in a unique position to challenge the state's accounting. In many cities and counties, the numbers are too big and the coroners would never know about discrepancies. Yep. Within a week of the murder-suicide, two more Grand This is called a microcosm. County deaths popped up on the state's COVID count. Bach if you're a Democrat, you probably think that's uh, sexual. You know, so, yeah, I had a microcosm. Investigated and found out why she had no record of them. Um, but two of them were actually still alive and yet they were... Yeah, they actually attributed COVID deaths to two people who were alive. Counting them had I not... <laughs> Called them on wow. it and ask them who those were, oh. where were they from, all the information about it. And it's like, oh, well, that was a typo. They just got put in their body. Yeah, yeah, but this is just a small town and the coroner, you know, honestly, seriously, there aren't other coroners involved. Oh, yeah, there are. It wasn't just happening in Grand County. Heads out here, feet are here. Dr. James Caruso is chief medical examiner and coroner for Denver. We remove the organs, we weigh them. I was um, told by some of my fellow coroners in, in the more rural counties in Colorado uh, that it was happening to them, that they knew of. Uh, if the Wizard of Oz were filmed today, the Wicked Witch of the East, when they bring the coroner out, he'd say, yeah, it's uh, not a house dropped on her. It's, uh, it was COVID. Issues where uh, they had signed out a death certificate with perhaps trauma. I know you're thinking of the song. Trauma involved, and they were being advised that it was being counted as a, a COVID-related death. When it comes to counting coronavirus deaths. Tell me what the story was of what you discovered early on, what was happening. Well, I think early on, um, the people signing the death certificates probably were doing it accurately, but at some level, maybe the state level, maybe the federal level, uh, there's a possibility that they were cross-referencing COVID tests mm -hmm. and that people who tested positive for COVID were listed as a COVID-related death, regardless of their true cause of death. And the previous CDC director, Robert Redfield, under Donald Trump, said that local authorities, municipalities, have a perverse incentive to diagnose COVID and put COVID on the death certificate. And that uh, perverse incentive would be lots and lots of money. Oh, yeah, the governor of Colorado is not doing a D-word for Richard about it. But months later, with a murder-suicide, there were still questions. Of COVID presumably means 
the death is thought to have been caused directly by COVID. Directly. Mm -hmm. And with COVID means? You had other underlying conditions. Okay. Yeah, like a bullet wound to the head. So the murder-suicide should not have been counted under either of those categories. Right, and that's what I complained about. And then when I did talk to the governor, he told me he didn't believe it was right, but... We'll take the money anyway. He wasn't going to have them remove it from the count. Boy, my boy, I tell you what, we are being uh, played in so many ways. Oh, yeah, uh, Cheryl Atkinson revealed that other states are doing this, too. Because all the other states were doing it that way, so we were going to also. Colorado Governor Jared Polis declined our interview request. A spokesman said the governor agrees with Grand County Coroner Bach and was outraged that a murder-suicide is recorded as COVID-related. Yeah. In an effort to be abundantly clear, the governor adds, the state website explains that some numbers combine deaths that were a direct result of COVID and deaths that occurred when the individual had COVID-19. During our visit to Colorado... The st- By the way, in countries like Denmark, they test uh, glasses of Coca-Cola and they test positive for COVID. They test oranges and they test positive for COVID. State's total COVID-related death tab- About 50% of the people who go into hospitals in America with uh, things like uh, twisted ankles, they, uh, they get a COVID test and about 50% of them show up positive and they're treated for COVID and the hospital gets a lot of cha-ching. Valley was 13,845. Separating out the deaths not directly caused by COVID cuts that number by about half, with the rest dying among or with COVID, not because of Kind of blows the whole 600,000 people nationally dying of COVID thing, don't it? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Here's Cheryl Atkinson talking about inflated numbers. And where has Dr. Deborah Burks gone? The obvious implications are huge. If such a significant number of Colorado's COVID deaths weren't directly caused by COVID or even related at all in some cases, and if that bears out in other states, it means the national totals we've heard since the start of the pandemic could be largely misleading. And it's kind of strange that three to 400,000 people apparently died under Trump's administration. But, uh, you know, not a lot being said about all the people dying during the, uh, the, the Biden administration. So I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. And I think... The same time Colorado's coroners were challenging the death count, Dr. Deborah Burks of the White House Coronavirus Task Force was being asked about the same thing. Yeah. The intent is right now that those if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. Well, I guess they just kind of admitted it then, didn't she? Yeah, she just kind of admitted it. So you're being played. The death numbers are absolutely inflated. The fear porn merchants are winning. They shut down the dang country for uh, over a year. They made millions of people suffer. They're making your kid wear an idiotic mask that is causing he or she or it or whatever the hell you want to call it to breathe their own carbon dioxide all day long. You're being played. Some of the eyebrow-raising examples of deaths attributed to COVID include fatalities after traffic accidents, three Colorado nursing home deaths, even though the attending physicians said they weren't related to coronavirus, and a case in Nashville, Tennessee. In August 2020, Hal Short's wife was... This is like the whole voter fraud thing. It's not happening. There, There's no voter fraud out there. And it's it, That sort of stuff is misinformation and disinformation. Gone to see COVID-19 named as the cause on her husband's death certificate yeah. after he died of an aggressive cancer. He tested negative. Wow, so nice the government could take your loved one's death away from them. For coronavirus three times. 
Only after the family complained was COVID-19 removed, a clerical error blamed. <laughs> it's a clerical error. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Here is uh, Cheryl Atkinson talking about uh, Fauci inflating numbers. Government experts like Dr. Anthony Fauci claim without evidence there are likely far more COVID deaths than documented, not yeah. fewer. Yeah. That the number is likely higher. I, I don't know exactly what percent's higher. God, will you just go back to the hollow tree and make cookies? But almost certainly it's higher. Adding to the confusion, widely cited sources from the New York Times to the Johns Hopkins coronavirus dashboard compile and report different numbers. Johns Hopkins notes that states are not consistent and may even retroactively change the numbers they report. Isn't that interesting? There's a drug that could make the COVID vaccine obsolete, but the mainstream media is ignoring it. I mentioned it last week. Grant Stinchfield shared a story from India last night. I'll get to that in just seconds. So Gold Co. is a sponsor of this show. And there is a debt bomb coming. Inflation and tax hikes are Biden's only way out of a $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have an IRA or more, 401k or savings, your money is at risk. The government wants it, guys. (laughs) I mean, they want everything. They want to take your retirement. They would if they could. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com and get your free IRS loophole kit. Learn about precious metals. You can hold them. You can put them under your pillow. You can just sit there with your little gold bar on your lap and pet it like a little kitty. That's right. Go to retirewithnewsmax.com and my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to $10,000 or more in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation and tax hikes. So what are you waiting for? Go to retirewithnewsmax.com right now. Retirewithnewsmax.com. Here is Grant Stinchfield from Newsmax last night talking about this little province in, uh, in India that I told you about last week and the miraculous cure of COVID in that province. Uttar Pradesh is the most populated state in India with a total population of 240 million people. Wow. Yet they are averaging only 24 new China virus cases per day with virtually zero deaths. The- Wait a minute. 240 million people is two-thirds of the population of the United States. And how many How many cases? They are averaging only 24 new China virus cases per day with virtually zero deaths. The Uttar Pradesh government government claims that early use of ivermectin used as a preventative is helping to keep the China virus infections and deaths miraculously low. It really is like a miracle. So let's compare Uttar Pradesh to another Indian state, Kerala. Kerala, 67% of the citizens in the state, received at least one dose of the China virus vaccine. How'd that work? 67% have the vaccine. They even banned ivermectin. This highly vaccinated state that banned ivermectin now accounts for 65% of all of India's China virus cases, and it only makes up 3% of the country's population. This is a problem. So let's simplify this. A state with 240 million citizens distributes ivermectin to almost everyone, sees virtually zero China virus cases. Another state of 33 million people with high vaccination rates, no distribution of ivermectin, sees the large majority of India's China virus cases skyrocket. It's it's got the most almost. 
The United States needs to take notice. Dr. Fauci needs to take notice. But instead, our government will ignore this because for them, it's not about your safety. It's about their control of you. Boom, ba-ding, ba-dang. And also, by the way, uh, the makers of the vaccine are making a ton of money. Here is uh, Grant Stinchfield following up with a uh, a guest on the show talking about this uh, province in India that is experiencing essentially wiping out COVID before it can start. Alex Clark with Turning Point USA. Well, I think it's incredible because they recognize that ivermectin is working. It is helping people and they are not falling for political games. I have had multiple friends and family members in the last few weeks test positive for COVID. They had severe symptoms. I'm talking over 102 degree fevers and stuff for multiple days. And they took ivermectin, experienced a complete and total turnaround. Joe Rogan dug it. Donald Trump took it. 24 hours. Do you not see that they played the same games with hydroxychloroquine that they are with ivermectin? They do not want there to be a cure. They do not want there to be anything that can help us get better, period. And ivermectin is not some weird back alley drug, by the way. It's FDA approved, and it's been used for decades for things like lice and rosacea. It is included. No, it's horse medicine, according to the world's largest purveyor of pornography, Howard Stern. On the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Um, I do believe that if they acknowledge ivermectin as a preventative, well, then it renders the vaccine obsolete. And they can't have that if they want 100% compliance. All right, moving on. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. A federal official admits that the six-foot safe space between you and someone else, you know, that uh, that six-feet social distancing was a bunch of crap. Scott Gottlieb, the former commissioner of the FDA, admitting during an interview on Face the Nation that the six-foot social distancing rule recommended by public health officials for months on end was actually arbitrary in and of itself. In other words, they pulled it out of their butts. And you're right, the six feet was arbitrary. The six feet was arbitrary in and of itself. But if the administration had focused in on that, they might have been able to affect a policy that would have actually achieved their outcome. But mm-hmm. that policy-making process didn't exist. And the six feet is a perfect example of... Five feet, you're dead. Seven feet, you're cool. Sort of the lack of... Four feet, you are so ungodly dead, it's over. You might as well plan your own funeral. Uh, you know, uh, six feet, one inch, you're cool. Um, rigor around how CDC made recommendations. Nobody knows where it came from. Most people assume that the six feet of distance, the recommendation for keeping six feet apart, comes out of some old studies related to flu, where droplets don't travel more than six feet. We now know COVID spreads through aerosols. The initial recommendation that the CDC brought to the White House, and I talk about this, was 10 feet. And a, a political appointee in the White House said, we can't recommend... A political appointee in the White House. Meant 10 feet. Nobody can measure 10 feet. It's inoperable. Society will shut down. So the compromise was around six feet. <laughs> but six feet's perfectly fine. And then your children had to freaking sit in glass boxes in their schools and they couldn't sit with each other at the lunch table my god in heaven how stupid are some people (sighs) wow oh uh, yeah joe biden uh, decided not to answer questions yesterday it's amazing he can answer or not answer questions about whatever he chooses well he doesn't choose somebody else chooses barack obama chooses he's got like a walkie-talkie talks to him or whatever any earpiece you know anyway uh he chose not to answer questions about the border crisis you know the twenty thousand haitians who are stuck under a bridge in the uh in the hundred degree heat with scorpions and snakes and everything and and babies being born there dropped on the ground and a the whole deal but joe biden decided he didn't want to talk about it mr president 
Thank you. Okay, listen to the handlers rush in. Let's go, thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Come on, guys. Let's go. Thank you. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Come on. Let's go. Wow. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. Just wow. Just wow. Here is uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, who is the worst uh, DHS secretary in the history of mankind. He might as well be in charge of the uh, NIH because he's about as effective there as well. Here he is uh, saying that the border is not actually open. We have reiterated that our borders are not open and people should not make the dangerous journey. Indiv- he is, uh, what, do they, what do they call those things you put in a box in your garage? and uh, Oh, a tool. Individuals and families are subject to border restrictions, including ex- He's a whole toolbox. expulsion, irregular migration, poses a significant threat to the health and welfare welfare of border communities and to the lives of the migrants themselves and should not be attempted. Unbelievable. And yet 220,000 people came across the border last month and 2 million are expected to come across the border. And you know why? Do you know why? It's because of policy. Oh, here is a Jen Psaki talking about Kamala Harris, who's another worthless person, <clears throat> and how she is successfully addressing the uh, root causes. Where's the vice president on any of this? Isn't she supposed to be addressing the root causes of migration? Absolutely, and she has been addressing the root causes of migration by working. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, my God, she's got to get on stage at the D.C. Improv. ...with countries in the region to ensure they have the assistance they need to reduce the number of people who are coming uh, and trying to make those journeys across the border. By the way, potty is legal in D.C., apparently, and uh, I think that's fairly obvious. ...actually seen some reductions in some of those numbers. That doesn't change the fact that this is a very challenging situation in Del Rio. But pot would never make you this stupid and ignorant. We're working to implement our policies, and we're working to uh, ensure we are also addressing their policies. And it's kind of strange. You know, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Jen Psaki yesterday said that if you come across the border, we don't we don't ask people for vaccines and, uh, you know, and the proof of vaccination because, you know, you're not staying very long. And Peter Ducey called her out on that and she provided a nonsensical answer to our uh, our national security team and see what that process will look like. A question about what's going on at the border. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas and setting up camps on this side of the border? For proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Well, first of all... Okay, here's where she thinks you're completely stupid. And if you're a Democrat who voted for Joe Biden, that's true. I can can readdress for you or re-talk you through what steps we... Or if you're a Republican who voted, you're really stupid. Take the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals... She's going to act like he's the stupid one. As individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. The intention is, but that's not what they're doing. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same. If you're staying only for a short time, you're not going to give anybody COVID because you're just staying for a short time. That's that's what Jen says. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 
specifically because of COVID, because we want to... It's like having sex with an HIV person. If you're not planning on standing the night, uh, you know, then you don't need to wear protection. Event ...a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering, posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves. So those are the policies that we put in place, um, in large part because, again, the CDC continues to recommend Title 42 be in place, given we're facing a global pandemic. Okay, so you got a people who are flying in, they have to be vaccinated... Show proof of vaccination, but you can walk across the border and it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know what else to say about that, honestly. I really don't know what else to say. Uh, it is so outrageous and absurd as to insult any intelligent person's intelligence. It is, uh, it is North Korean. I mean, it really, really is North Korean. Are y'all about sick of this bleep yet? Because I'm really sick of it. Really, really, really sick of it. Here is Representative Dan Patrick at uh, Del Rio uh, with a man on the uh, on the scene, I should say, man on the crisis uh, report. So this is the Biden refugee camp. 11 to 12,000 people, mostly from Haiti, here under this bridge. Could you have ever imagined to see a refugee camp like you would see halfway around the world on our ground? Brought to you by the President of the United States. He either doesn't know or he doesn't care. In either case... He's not fit for all. He knows. Uh, come on. I know the Democrats aren't going to impeach him or use the 25th Amendment. But we have to point out to everyone in America what's happening right here. This is a humanitarian crisis for these people living in the total misery index. Limited food, limited water, 100 degree temperatures. 20,000 people in 60 porta potties too, by the way. Oh, yeah. And then there's this. We've had, that I know of, at least five babies born uh, in the last four days. Okay, one of the families, the, the baby, the mama, the dad, everybody's COVID. Okay, so then you end up, you know, the federal government sent an individual health authority down here to look. You know, they're concerned about uh, diseases, the spread. And, and it's a legitimate concern. Rob Finnerty, um, uh, he does a show on Newsmax called uh, Wake Up America. And he talked to a former CBP director, Mark Morgan, about Haitian refugees. Right now, what I'm being told through sources is that about 224 miles are now just up for grabs. They, they stopped patrolling because Border Patrol, they have no choice. Because the process, as you said, over 14,000, it took every single Border Patrol agent, every single resource they had to process that many coming across in such a short period of time. If it wasn't for Texas DPS sending their troopers down there, uh, who knows what would be happening right now. But uh, with respect to the flights, here once again, Rob, this is spin and misdirection because what they're not telling American people is the only individuals that are being flown back to Haiti are mostly single adults and those that do not claim fear. If those families that are claiming fear and we know are fraudulent claims, they're being released as we speak into the interior of the United States. That's not what that's what they're not telling American people. We are being invaded. The federal government, their sacred responsibility is to protect our borders and protect the citizens within. And they are allowing an unlawful incursion into our country. That, my friends, is treasonous. Here is uh, Cortez and Pellegrino talking to Ron Vitello, former uh, border chief, about uh, Remain in Mexico and how um, it worked and how they're going to have to bring it back. That was an important policy. I think you mentioned with your previous guest and, and Steve was talking about Mexico stepping up. 
Part of the solve for this crisis and the surge from 2019 to 2020 was Mexico deploying on their southern border and preventing people from just walking through Mexico up to the U.S.-Mexico border. And the Remain in Mexico policy being rescinded without the prior proper preparation to have HHS shelters and to have augmentation at Border Patrol stations was a huge mistake, uh, an unforced error by this administration, because they knew full well what would happen when they pulled that uh, policy down. And so reinstating it as per the court order uh, can't happen soon enough. You have to really... Yeah, a federal judge did say that they have to reinstate the stay in Mexico policy. I, th- I feel terrible for my former colleagues in the Border Patrol and their families who have to deal with this crisis a very preventable crisis that, that could have been abated if they planned ahead or if they, they left those policies that were working uh, in place. But they didn't want to do that because they knew they worked. Cortez and Bellagrino talked to uh, Lieutenant Christopher Alvarez of the Texas Highway Patrol. They're now preventing Haitians from coming across. What are you and your men and women doing? Right. So uh, thanks for having me. Of course, this is a complete failure on the administration. And what Governor Abbott has done, he has taken the lead for state for the state of Texas to take charge in this border crisis. Ever since March, Governor Abbott launched Operation Lone Star. And it's not a crisis, it's a challenge. Operation Lone Star, he deployed 1,000 Texas Department of Public Safety troopers. These are state resources to the southern border to secure the border, to deter any criminal activity, drugs, illegal immigration. And criminal gang members that are that are crossing over on the U.S. side also working with them. Oh, they've given up on that. I mean, just forget about it. Fentanyl deaths are blown up around the country. Fentanyl overdoses and crime. And, you know, honestly, here's the handbasket. Jump in. We're going to hell. Mexican cartels. And because of that, we have been successful in our efforts. And today, uh, actually, this past week here in Del Rio, uh, we saw the surge of hate. Her name's Del Rio, and she danced. I always think of that song when I hear that. That were coming across. On Saturday, we had up to 15,000 that were attempting to cross already into Del Rio. And we were able to mobilize DPS troopers to Del Rio that same day and put a stop to the crossings that were taking Wait, 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 wait. Is that enforcing the border? What's that? In place. We were able to contain the area where the Haitians were crossing. And right now we have a shutdown. And no Haitians or any other illegal immigrants have Boom. been crossing uh, since Saturday because of our efforts uh, from Texas DPS. Boom. Thank you very much. Wake it is time for a peaceful American revolution. It is time for an American Berlin Wall movement. It is time. And there are people on both sides of the political equation who are feeling the same way. 70% of Americans feel humiliated by the Afghanistan withdrawal of the United States military by Joe Biden and how it was done. Grant Stinchfield uh, called out the media for another uh, missing blonde woman. Um, and, and yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. When a story like this happens to a young white woman, and I don't like playing the race card, but the media immediately gloms onto it for ratings, but they forget about all of the other missing people, including women of color. Here is Grant Stinchfield's monologue about that. The very sad reality is there are thousands of young women missing across the country that get no attention from the mainstream media. All of them deserve attention, but many of these other women, they could be runaways, Some, though, are murder victims. Lots of them are women of color. 
They go largely ignored by the mainstream media, even though every victim deserves coverage. This is not to take away from the tragedy of Gabby Petito's death and her family's suffering. This is solely on the news media. The news media, the mainstream media, the entertainment industry. Did you realize that all of the Emmy winners the other night were white people? Did you know that? Just wanted to throw that out there, too. Someone abducted Kimberly Arrington in 1998 from a CVS. She's still missing. So is Lakita Riley. Heard crying on the phone right before her disappearance. That was in 2003. And 13 days before Gabby Petito went missing, so did Donna Michelle Calloway. She left her home on August 28th and never returned. They're all black. They received little, if any, media coverage. Those black lives don't matter. It only matters if you're a white or you're a black man being shot by a white cop. And they are all from Montgomery, Alabama. Every city across America has tragic stories like these. But unfortunately, none get the media coverage like cute little white girl, Gabby Petito. Yeah. Here is Grant talking to Sebastian Gorka, not only about the stupid uh, over-policing of the January 6th protester, uh, the protest this weekend in Washington, D.C. on the 18th about January 6th political prisoners and how there were more police officers. There were feds who were very obviously they were feds. It was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. Here is uh, Grant Stinchfield talking to Seb Gorka about that and also uh, Gabby Petito. Yeah, and that photograph of those six FBI agents in their tight shorts and their crop cut high and tights trying to look like America first MAGA Trump voters was hilarious. I mean, seriously, have they got nothing better to do no. than to come to the fake insurrection viewpoint? Yeah. To, to your prior point, can we just stop a second? God bless you, Rob, for showing the pictures of all those missing girls that Finally, the mainstream media just aren't interested in. Let's talk about their double standards. This is the media that buys in as an extension of the Democrat Party. It's just their propaganda outreach arm that tells us America is racist, 1619 project, on and on and on. But why is there no coverage? How, how, many, how many hours have we had on this one tragic story of one white girl gone missing? We also don't cover the fact that 60% of the black population is being exterminated in the womb. Nothing. On every weekend in Chicago, at least between a dozen and 20 people killed. And then we have um, children as well that are murdered. But what, because they're in a ghetto or they're in Baltimore or they're in Chicago, they don't matter? That tells you how bankrupt, how morally bankrupt the mainstream media is. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Uh, let's move on to some other things that maybe make you laugh, maybe maybe inspire you a little bit. Here's something that'll make you laugh. Uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who was just re-elected, even though he's a complete tool, uh, yesterday uh, talking about the LGBT community and uh, completely stumbling over his words. This is funny. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, L- GT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus uh, kids. <laughs> Let's hear that again. That was fun. Never apologize yeah. for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBG, LGBTQ2 plus. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Joe Biden every single day, actually. Here's uh, Ted Nugent, the Nuge, ladies and gentlemen, the Nuge. 
which was on talking to uh, Eric Bowling about uh, Joe Biden. And uh, not only is the uh, stumbling, bumbling fool, um, and this is actually something I agree with, uh, pretty much kind of an evil dude. Well, Eric, if anybody knows what's going on, it's me, because I share campfires every weekend here in the swamps of Michigan during the hunting season with great American families that are working hard to earn their own way, live within their means, save for a rainy day. Unlike the government. That love the American dream of being the best that you can be, including heroes of the military and gold star families who have sacrificed a loved one for freedom, because freedom ain't free. I hate to have to say this, but I hate evil, and I hate treasons, and I'm afraid that's the way America's thinking now. We hate this guy. This is a bad man. This is a soulless man. Joe Biden and his gang violate their sacred oath to the Constitution pretty much every hour on the hour, and we have had enough. So that sentiment, oh, yeah. that battle cry against this mean, nasty, traitor in the White House. It's ubiquitous across this land. People in the asset column hate people who aspire to be in the liability column. And this so-called president commander in chief has pissed off the heroes of the military and their families and all of us that know that that sacrifice is why we have an American dream. So he's dug his own hole and all the hate level that this man and his administration, it's deserved. And that's heartbreaking, but true. Absolutely. 100%. Here's an uplifting story about the chant that's going on around football stadiums around the country. Grant Stinchfield covers the bleep Joe Biden movement. Folks, I think the revolution against Joe Biden's tyranny may be brewing at college football games. Another weekend of these widespread chants. Check it out. Joe Biden! Joe Biden! Joe Biden! Ooh, that's a big one. So I know we're a family show, folks, but I couldn't help it. You look at that. Joe Biden finally united the nation against him. Bing. Right on. And uh, we were told bleep Trump for four years. So, uh, you know, uh, too bad. So sad for you. One more story. Victory Boyd was told by the NFL she could not perform the national anthem at a football game because she's not vaccinated for religious purposes. Here she is talking to Grant yesterday. Well, what did you think when the NFL told you, I'm sorry, Victory, um, your religious beliefs aren't good enough for us. You can't sing at the NFL game. Well, I was very disappointed because that was perhaps the biggest invitation I'd ever been offered, um, at least in terms of audience size. And uh, I was so grateful that my talent and my experience and everything that I am uh, got me to a place where I was offered such an invitation. But I was disappointed that something as simple as my uh, medical decision uh, would cause that opportunity to be revoked. So what I'm going to do right now is something that I have not done before on the podcast. I'm going to play her version of the national anthem. And I'm hoping that whatever you're doing, you'll stop for a moment and you'll listen. Because her version is beautiful. And I want you to hear this, even if the NFL doesn't. Here she is. Say, can you see 
so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled joining me today guys i hope you enjoyed the show it's growing by leaps and bounds for a lot of different reasons hopefully it's about entertainment and opinion and connection and i uh i just thank you i thank for this opportunity to do it i'm I'm an enormously blessed person an enormously blessed person this morning i i got up and i played september by earth wind and fire as my wife was sitting on the edge of the bed and i was dancing around and she says somebody slept well last night i said no 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 no. i'm just glad to be doing what i can do because in about an hour i'm going into that studio and i'm going to do this show god bless our military both living and departed god bless our first responders police officers god bless you god bless america and until tomorrow do not catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.